2: Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, as always, of course, the turbo or the, uh, oh, well, dang it, booster. No, don't don't (laughs) fall, you
3: son of a booster.
2: The the booster to my turbo, man, or it could be the demon squad to my Myron. It's, Uh, It's up to you. You could be the Myron to uh, my turbo man if you want to have that contentious relationship.
3: You think I'm a Myron? Hmm. I yeah, didn't... I could see it. Yeah.
2: Anyway, it's Nick Sharmooksness. Nick, hello.
3: Hey David, how's it going?
2: Oh, I'm I'm doing well. How are you?
3: Well, uh, for the sake of the audience, I am using push to talk so that anytime I start to cough, uh that they don't have to hear it. I am currently recovering from uh COVID-19. Uh, for anyone that was still unsure, uh, I can vouch that it is real um, and uh, take the uh, necessary precautions and listen to the experts. Thank yes. you. And,
2: Goodbye. And a couple other things, just say yes, put a mask on your phone. Sorry, we should have warned you about that uh, earlier. And oh, yeah. uh and, and Nick, you are you are indeed vaccinated. I want to make sure people aren't thinking, you know.
3: I, I want to be clear that I am vaccinated. I haven't gotten my booster yet. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, as we all know, just because you have your vaccine doesn't mean that you can't get the virus right It's certainly I can only imagine how much worse I would feel if I didn't have the vaccine though and now I'm kicking myself for not getting the booster earlier, uh, but certainly that will be uh pretty high up on my to do list after i've uh, recovered
2: and when we when we say booster, we do mean anthropomorphic pink uh. Tiger Man.
3: Yes, everyone. You, well, this is actually just shilling out for the toy. Uh, all of Cove is actually just big toy. Uh, it's not Big Pharma. It's big, it's big toy. It's big and tool. like everyone needs to have a booster doll with them at all times. Cause it's true. No one bought them, so they have this huge overstock. They just need to get rid of them. They so they have, started a pandemic.
2: Yeah, they have a surplus. It's the, what if you, like, you went to go get a shot? Because like, they had to have made those toys. like They had displays with those toys. So they had right. to have a certain amount of them. There but, is a
3: warehouse somewhere with a surplus of booster toys.
2: There's also a warehouse somewhere with a surplus of Santas. But before we get into that, I got to introduce our guests. Ask guests, plural. We have two people. This is an all-star edition of hit me one more time so we have brought in just two of our favorite people to have on here and that is phil and may both of you welcome
0: hi hey. thanks i didn't know i was one of your favorites that makes me feel nice
3: to be I fair know, the I'm next
1: cloud nine right now
3: <laughs> the next I. the next time we have an all-star with different people we probably say they're our favorite team. Uh, okay well I you said it, it to
0: us first so like
1: well see i, I have That's to mean something
2: I have exactly. to say that to make Phil feel better about the fact that I made him watch this movie. <laughs> I, I, I will never me. forgive you. Well, May, you watch this movie yearly. We both know.
0: No. No. <laughs> no, you made me watch the Halloween Towns, and now this. I'm sorry. The werewolf that kidnapped me made me watch the Halloween yeah. Town movies. And
2: then that, that werewolf dyed his uh, fur pink, <laughs> and mm-hmm. is hanging Became out with Booster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and like when we I. say
3: all-star episodes, that's when we just pick something we know no one's going to like and then force
2: them to watch it. Our next? It's called Friendship. <laughs> Our next all-star episode is just going to be about the song All Star by Smash Mouth.
0: Oh, there sign you. me up for that. I'm here all day.
2: <sighs> well, we're yeah. here to talk jingle all the way.
0: Which reminds me, you got the doll, right?
2: The doll. This 1996 family Christmas movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as Howard Langston, totally normal suburban dad, who must secure a highly coveted Turbo Man doll for his son, Anakin Skywalker, on Christmas Eve. Thwarting him at every turn is mail carrier and domestic terrorist Myron, played by Sinbad. This is the part of the show where we share our own personal histories with the topic, Uh, because I know it's going to be short. Phil, what's your history? Why don't you start us off? I watched this movie two days ago. (laughs) Never before then? I guess your kids... I'm sure I've
1: run across like it's been playing on TV or something. And I knew this movie had a reputation for being very bad. I've heard other podcasts, you know, bad movie podcasts cover this movie. But no, I've never, I never sat down and, and watched this one. But you never thought it would happen to you. I I really thought I'm like, I'm going to be the guy who goes his whole life without seeing this particular Christmas movie. (laughs) And uh, and you had to ruin my perfect track record.
2: Oh, I apologize for nothing.
1: It's a great argument for humans living too long, you know, like we just capped it (laughs) earlier. Yeah, if I'd cashed out a year ago, I would
2: have they
1: could have etched it on my tombstone.
2: Back when life expectancy was 30 years, you know, you had a chance to really miss some of these stinkers. To, to miss this movie. <laughs> May, what about you? What, what what's your rich deep history with? Ah, yes. All the way. We will
0: unlock the deep lore. Uh, I, I pr- might have seen this as a child. I honestly don't recall. Um I was never a huge fan of Christmas movies mm-hmm. at any point in my life. So I saw it a couple of days ago and I, that, and I don't, nothing like came to mind. Like, Oh, I remember this it's from being a shot. I don't. So there's a chance I saw
2: it. I don't know, but. Oh, great. It's, it's going to be fresh almost all the way around. Uh, Nick, what about mm-hmm. you?
3: Um, I, I saw this as, as a kid. I, I distinctly remember watching it with my brother, uh, Tony and uh, we were both uh, big fans of it. Uh, I mean, uh, it had that family, heartwarming adventure, you know, messaging. It had a cool superhero uh, element. I mean, I was—I've always been a big fan of superheroes, so I think that really did it for me. Um, so this is a movie that, like, I—I I don't think I've had seen it since I was a kid. Maybe I had rewatched it at some point, maybe in high school. I doubt, like early caught like my I don't think I may have seen it since I turned 20, which was almost 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, but um so it's but it's definitely been a while. So it was uh interesting to revisit it to say the least.
2: I'm right there with you. I remember seeing this as a kid um and probably like really enjoying it because I was a kid and what do I know better? And I can't tell you the last time that I watched it, um, I similarly like to Phil, I've heard some bad movie podcasts, uh, specifically how did this get made? I know did this, uh, did this movie, but I haven't felt like, you know what, in all the Christmas movies that I'm going to, uh, to watch in a year, this has not been on that list. It, uh, if, you know, if I watched literally everything else, sure. Yeah. Throw this on, um, but luckily, there's other, other movies that uh, I deem more enjoyable. Though, I don't know, after watching this, my, my opinion might change. We'll see how that all shakes out. That is our histories with the topic. But Nick, can you tell us the world's history with Jingle All the Way?
3: Yes, I can. So the film was inspired by the high demand for toys during the holiday season, um, if that wasn't clear uh screenwriter randy cornfield wrote the original screenplay after he was inspired uh, by his in-laws trying to grab a power rangers toy for his son likewise producer chris columbus who you might know as director of mrs doubtfire home alone and the first two harry potter films among others uh, had a similar experience of trying to get a buzz lightyear toy and ended up rewriting the script to lean more into the overt commercialization of the holiday season Brian Levant was brought on to direct, and thanks to Fox's remake of Planet of the Apes being delayed, Arnold, Arnold lad, apparently how I wrote it here, Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to take the lead role. He was interested in playing a normal guy, quote, (laughs) for once. Sure, sure. Uh, Initially, Columbus wanted Joe Pesci for Myron, but opted for Sinbad instead, though there was some trepidations that the role would harm his family-friendly image, something I never realized he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, they filmed in Minnesota for five weeks. The film released in the U S on November 22nd, 1996, and ultimately grossed $129 million worldwide. It received generally negative reviews from critics. Its legacy involves a lawsuit in which Murray Hill publishing alleges Fox stole the idea of the film. However, the verdict was overturned three years later. Uh, additionally, it spawned a sequel almost 20 years later, starring Larry the cable
2: yeah, and I'm here to announce next week we are all coming back to discuss Jingle All the Way 2 with Larry the Cable Guy.
3: What?
0: I
1: quit.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't
1: know that movie existed until I looked this one up on neither on neither Disney did I. Plus and it showed up. I'm like, is that Larry I, the? Yeah, Cable I am now Guy?
0: years old. I'm just <laughs> learning that they made another one, and I. I
2: Uh, if i if i yeah if i tried to make you (laughs) watch it that 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 would be grounds for ending our friendship uh, oh absolutely I i can't imagine who thought that was a good
1: idea a movie that's that flopped 20 something years ago and they're like you know we're gonna reboot this with the one note comedian that uh everyone was talking about 10 years ago and then like they put money into that. Somebody made that movie. That's it's so mind blowing. I mean, me. can we
3: assume that maybe it was some sort of, uh, like film rights, scheme. like the, the title rights or whatever, that they had to make something in order to keep their copyright of like, say jingle all the way.
2: Uh, maybe. I mean, I know Larry, the cable guy also like has a fan base, you know, he does have, have people that watch the stuff that he does. And I, I mean the budget on it's so the budget on this movie is 75 million. The budget on the sequel is five million, so quite the quite the downgrade. Oh, it's also made with WWE mm-hmm. Studios, which explains a number of things. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's whatever. But that's look that movie. I'm sure is weird, and we could get go talk about Larry the Cable Guy. But there's so much in this movie to unpack. I don't want to waste any time because, good lord, this movie where it starts off intense. It does. That Power Rangers episode, yeah, <laughs> but, Amazing. yeah, the greatest Power Rangers episode ever. It, the The production value on that show is way above anything that Power Rangers and Super Sentai's ever put out.
1: I knew David would love this movie just from that opening sequence. I knew
2: that would get him on board. I mean, you know, they're called the Demon Squad, and they're and obviously they put a lot like. They put a lot into that. It was pretty impressive that they like, went to that effort to like, really sell in this world, here's how big a deal this toy is. Because They could have just been like, I want the Turbo Man doll. There's like, Turbo Man comics or whatever. But they like, made a show and like, actually made it feel like this would be the biggest toy in this universe.
3: Right. I, I feel like when I was a kid, I distinctly, feel, I, I, I think it made me feel that like Turbo Man was this real thing. Like all, all other aspects of the movie, you know, off the table, the production wise, like they really did do put a ton of work into the overall production. And as a kid, I, I was totally sold on it. I'm pretty sure I wanted a Turbo Man uh, toy. Uh, my dad never showed up in a Turbo Man costume at any point. Uh, we're estranged now it's a
2: whole thing oh yeah there's there's no winter wintertainment
0: parade the wintertainment parade yes of course and the weather guy named gale force
2: oh that was the best the weather people were great (laughs) when they did their little paper shuffle at the same time the people calling the parade oh I thoroughly enjoyed them, um, but but just beyond the the beginning of that Power Rangers episode, uh, the Turbo Man television series, we cut then to like Arnold at his office Christmas party, and so like they're setting up. they supposed to be like this like distant father who like you know like uh, sort of a uh, uh, Santa Claus thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But but he's working during the Christmas yeah. party. And also, I don't know what his job is. Mattresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's selling mattresses. Yeah. Well, don't forget, you're my number one. You're my, client, you're my number one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're my number one client.
2: No, no, don't forget, you're my number one customer. Uh, I like that he, d- he said that to his wife, but it's just like I know
0: it. Uh, it was just like icing on the cake, where I was like, ah, yes, you are a dirtbag. Got it. Cool.
2: He just apparently loves his job so much that he wants to do it during the Christmas party. It looks like fun.
0: Everyone's having. Like, a g- there's a conga line. There's wine. There's like waiters. Like, mm-hmm. what are you? Uh, do you love mattresses so much, so much? I also didn't know gonna, mattresses
3: oh. were like such a like a, a sexy appealing thing. What you know, like well, no, just in terms of like like you you look at a party like that and you pr- feel like it's probably like big tech or something, you know, like mm-hmm. Silicon oh, Valley right, right. throwing a thing, not just like a bunch of people that like super love. Mattresses,
1: and he's well, there was a lot of drunk office party sex happening at the mattress company. I guarantee, you. <laughs> oh, that's a good <laughs> There's point. so mean, a warehouse you know, full of them out there, they it's not there. Yeah, I mean, that works.
0: I and mean, also, who knew that the mattress business booms around do, the ho- yeah. around Christmas?
1: But he was feeling. Like, no, I to get my wife uh, a new mattress every year. It's the most romantic thing that mm-hmm. I could get her for Christmas. You
2: you, you put yep. it in the driveway with a big bow on it. With
1: a big bow
0: bow. You, <laughs> yeah, you you cover her eyes. You walk her out. She thinks she's getting a Mercedes. Sorry, sweetie,
1: it's, it's better it's a And that's where I sleep for the next year. Yeah, <laughs> on the driveway. <laughs>
2: On the driveway, uh, drive, in the mattress. On the
0: driveway
2: mattress, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we like, people... got a race car bed. Oh, <laughs> oh nice.
0: Score. Yeah.
2: People are calling him. Like it's it's like it's nighttime, but he's getting like, getting all these phone calls. Yeah. Like it it's like what? I don't I don't know. And he's missing his son's karate uh, demonstration to get his belt, What is he purple belt or whatever? He's I've getting it's... purple. Yeah. Well, I don't know why the
3: karate industry wasn't more um mindful of the demands of capitalism Mm -hmm. you know during the holiday rush if anything they should have waited until after christmas in fact they should have waited until late january at least after the big return rush you know because he's gonna be busy with that too
2: that's right all these people getting mattresses that aren't aren't right
3: honestly the kid is the villain of the story
0: we
2: can't blame the kid every time take yeah i mean yeah nick nick representing the internet hating on jake lloyd uh right out the gate here yeah to be honest so that's like really sad wait
0: who's jake lloyd
2: uh anakin he's the skywalker anakin. He's oh the, anakin uh, yeah. yeah thank you the yeah. the only other movie that i i can ever think that jake lloyd is probably i mean he's obviously been in other stuff i would imagine i say checking uh he was in apollo 11 whoa oh no that's oh. I'm, I'm, i just mixed it up with the uh the good one um yeah he was only like a couple things before the internet ruined his life
0: Poor kid. Yeah. I just saw him and I was just like, oh, Anakin's in this movie. Neat.
2: You know, I (laughs) used to see him
0: as
1: Anakin, but I think every time I see Anakin now, I will think of Jake Lloyd in the tiny postal uniform uh, drinking a bottle of liquor.
2: That was one of my um, favorite parts.
1: I cannot shake that image from. My, I laughed so hard at that. It came so far out of left field. It was hilarious.
2: Yeah, the scene—the scene with Myron <laughs> who's drinking at a, at a mm-hmm. diner, and he just sees his son.
0: <laughs> it's so great. It's <laughs> so weird. Oh yeah, yeah I'm taking
1: a <laughs> swig from that bottle. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in a children's movie.
2: Here's to you, Dad. This movie is constantly topping itself with insane things, like the I, Santa fight in the warehouse. Yeah, James Amazing. James Belushi is in this movie yes. as a as a uh, angry Santa who is uh, like they're they're ex they're extorting people with for toys in a warehouse. That mm-hmm. I ugh, I did not know if I had like fallen asleep and like got into a fever dream when that section of the movie began.
1: It was so weird. This movie is very much like a fever dream. It is yeah. a, it is far stranger than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah. I mean, same. you
3: think of the concept though, it's, it's, it's people rushing to get a toy. Like you can watch the news if you want just sort of the typical antics of stampeding and crushing people underneath your feet mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's like, you want to take that and you want to make it, if it's like a family of, "Quote unquote adventure." Film. I don't know if it's an
2: adventure film,
3: and it was quite an adventure, or at least a trip. It, um, but it, you know, you really got to raise the stakes on that to make it entertaining.
2: And, and I'm I'm not ready to stop talking about the Santas yet. Uh, and the reason I call them James Belushi is because the movie credited him as James Belushi, uh, not Jim Belushi. They, I Seriously? Yeah, they they wanted to. Cla- and the opening credits, it's like, and James Belushi. He and- I, he went
1: as James Belushi for. For quite a while through like the 80s and 90s.
2: Oh, good to know. So he's playing, he's playing Santa and then is like, hey bud, we got a Turbo Man doll, we can get to you but we have to go to a second location, which was Arnold's like 50th mistake in this movie. You never go to a mm-hmm. second location. Never go. But never. Like, were they just like, okay, cool, Santa will be back in 45 minutes, see ya kids. Oh, and we have to take your car. Right. <laughs> that was weird, too.
0: <laughs> and then everyone in this place is dressed as either Santa, Mrs. Claus, or an elf. Or an elf.
2: And I... Uh, it's... The whole thing. It's so bizarre. I don't even know like how to begin unpacking it. And then the cops show up. And the cops show up, and Arnold fakes his way out of it by grabbing a toy badge. A toy badge. Mm-hmm. Pulled, and this works. Uh, all those cops. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. This works. Yep.
2: Because he just he, I think, oh. he flashes it to him once and then yells at them and they're like, oh, he must be, must be a cop. Must,
0: yeah, clearly, Cl- clearly this man is an undercover Santa sting.
2: Yeah, Cle- clearly this giant Austrian yeah. is, <laughs> is a local cop here in this city.
1: Well, I, can we talk about the the everyman aspect of absolutely of Arnold Schwarzenegger and that. Mm-hmm. It is one thing that he is the size of three regular men and nobody comments <laughs> on it, but, but he has this Austrian accent that also nobody. No one and I, I, I live in an area with a lot of Germans and after a while it does become commonplace, but it is even when he meets people, nobody goes, Hey, where are you from? Nobody, you know, like, this, right. like you would normally do when you get to know somebody. Yeah. It's the strangest thing that Arnold is the every man in the same way. Like, uh, we see like the rock doing that now mm-hmm. being this enormous Samoan man who is an accountant or, you know, whatever. And nobody comments. on. like, Oh yeah, this man is as big as a house.
0: Well, I think, I think Ted comments on it once saying he like, mentions like, it. You yeah. can't do pushups to get out of this one or something. Oh, you along can't those bench lines. press your way yeah, you out of this Yeah. Out and that's this like one. the only <laughs> time it <it's laughs> says.
2: What a great insult. You can't bench press your way out of this one. Uh, but of course, of course, uh, Howard is, is not there for his family because he is, uh, he's either at work slinging mattresses uh, yep. or he's at the gym, I guess. Those are like the two places he's yes. going. And I get
0: but we never see him at the, like.
2: Uh, right. We, there's well, no. it's only you know, it's only like it's like the movie's only like twenty four hours of a day. We so. do see him pushing yeah. his car home though,
1: that's and true. I think yeah. maybe that maybe he always runs out that's of his, gas, that's and his... that's how he got so big. Right? Yeah, um, that's his
2: workout. Um, he
1: doesn't leave his car anywhere. He no. pushes it all the way
3: into. <laughs> <town>. <laughs> right. makes, well, he picks sense. up like he goes to put the gas pump in the car, but he th- he forgets and thinks that it's his work phone, and he starts saying like, "You know, you're my number one customer." As the oil just spills out, <laughs> and then. <laughs> He he just I don't know, he's in a daze and he puts it back, he gets back in the, it's a whole thing. Uh his family's been trying to intervene him on it,
2: but you know, it's just not working. Uh, and apparently the mattress business is doing great because that house Oh, it's great. It's, it's nice this, was the, this was the nineties, don't forget. I
1: know it was but, like pre-end uh, yeah, of the world. It, the cocaine and mattresses were everywhere <laughs> in the nineties, man. It was with it was a cocaine, wild time.
0: with the cocaine in the mattresses?
1: Yeah, that's how oh, they got. The it. Mattresses, why, yeah. oh, okay. Actually Arnold is a drug dealer in this movie. That
2: <laughs> makes so much more sense. Like
3: Fosterian drug dealer using yeah, a mattress the mattress company, company as, a as a front.
2: That would um, explain and... why he keeps saying you're my number one customer to everyone. Yeah. And don't forget, you're my number one customer.
0: But like Jake And why he's working overtime during well, the he's holidays. he's a workaholic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Cuz he's on the he's on the sauce. Uh mm-hmm. in in Jake Lloyd's room, I was jealous of had that giant cool uh, uh, Captain America. Which really, why wasn't it Turbo was Man? Cool. Why wasn't it? You know, come on, movie, be consistent. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wanted that giant mural of Iron Man.
0: I wanted like the little drawing area that he had. He had right. like a little art section, like a drawing room.
2: <laughs> and this is my drawing oh. room. I'm 10 years old.
3: You know yeah. what? What I want now is a, is a sequel. But it's like the Ozarks. So like they reveal <laughs> that like the mattress business is a front for like the co- it's like Breaking Bad meets Ozarks meets Arnold Schwarzenegger who holds on to the Turbo Man suit, but now they're like hiding in Nevada, and then they get into a fight with like a, a Mormon like drug cartel or something like a this Mormon how... drug gang.
1: A Mormon, dr- which I would probably exists,
3: which probably exists.
1: This movie teased. Uh, this movie really, it made me mad because it would get to points where I thought it would, it wasn't going to go as dark as Ozark, <laughs> but it would get to a point where I thought it was going to take this really dark turn and become a really interesting movie. And then it would like turn away from that and go back to being the regular movie. And it made me so mad because I i would get so excited. I'm like, he's going to burn Ted's he- house down. It's going to be this really dark scene where he burns the house to the ground and and it's then it's going to turn into a completely different movie and of course like that doesn't happen because this is a family movie but it kept getting like kind of right up to that edge where where something really dark could happen and really change what this movie was I,
2: and speaking of the darkness this is a great time for us to bring in sinbad to this conversation who plays mm. a psychopath and absolute. <laughs>
0: he plays a literal terrorist. Yes, he. And he does although, such a good job. <laughs> Arnold does some terrorizing as well when they attack the radio guy. Well, both yeah, of he, them go after that radio guy. He kicks like,
2: in, kicks in the door, <laughs> and but he bom- like, He uh, threatens to bomb a building and then does bomb a building. And
0: then does well. He accidentally bombs a building. That
2: was really a bomb. Just a sick world we living in. Sick people. Right. He didn't
0: realize that one was the bomb.
2: Yeah, but don't worry, uh, even though you could hear that explosion yeah. outside, the the person who was holding the bomb just got some black soot on his face and was at the parade well, later that day. Yeah, right. yeah well, he didn't even get the rest on of the day vision. off.
3: So that yeah. that cop in particular, he's been uh he's been there the entire movie. He's the yeah. one that the pulls movie. Schwarzenegger off uh, that sounded bad. Uh he pulled Schwarzenegger over uh the night before and then he's there throughout the day. And yeah, every like his his bike breaks. You know, he shows up and he gets a bomb in his face, and he still shows up throughout the day. Like yeah. he gets
0: his coffee knocked on him multiple times. How many uh, uniforms uh, does this man have?
2: This guy who's got burned hands is the one they're sending to go get coffee.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: James? The most unrealistic part of the film.
2: Come on, guys! It's James T. West. Show him some respect.
0: Also, the other unrealistic part, which this is this is very like nitpicky. Wait, 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 wait! That so... was
2: James
1: West yeah, from yeah, Wild that, Wild that's, West.
2: That's Robert Conrad.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my mind is I'm going to need a minute here, guys. Go <laughs> ahead, May. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're just,
2: fine. You
0: had oh, a you had a mind blown explosion. Like, so I get it. Um, no, what was happened with the the sequence of him chasing the rubber ball? Oh, yeah. And then like going after a small child in the play area. Right. And I was just like, I had to like mute it and pause it and like turn away for a sec because I was like, this is the cringiest moment for me, because like, and then all the moms that are there because only moms take care of children, as we all know. Well, it was
2: the '90s,
1: right?
0: It was the '90s. Um, they just—I didn't had even know him. my
1: dad in the '90s.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: well. All the all true. the men were busy selling mattresses. Dad.
0: They were selling mattresses apparently, that's and. True. and and so all they did was just hit him with their purses, and I was like, mm-hmm. if someone was crawling after my kid in a play area, I I think I'd lose it just a teensy bit more than that. I, I mean, like they're... Just a teensy bit more. Well, they're constantly
2: getting away with things. <sighs> like... Well, I
0: also kept thinking, this is going to be the turning point. At least, not at that point, but like at the turning point where he learns his lesson about like the meaning of Christmas, and that well, things turn around for his life because he starts to act like a better human being.
3: And then he doesn't. Well, there was like 40 more minutes to
2: go. There's, there's no point where, I mean, Arnold sort of does, I guess learn the meaning of Christmas after he punches a reindeer and proceeds to get it drunk. Um, I'm not, that's, I'm not lying. That is what happens in this movie. And then he Mm -hmm. sees a picture that his son drew and was like, "Hmm, I should spend time with my family.
0: I'm a garbage dad and just pretty terrible human sometimes.
2: Arnold is I the bad guy of life. this
1: movie. Arnold is the bad guy of this movie. He, he uh, never
0: like, learns his lesson. No, there's I no I don't think he ever guy. learns
1: the meaning of Christmas or anything, no. even after he gets drunk with a reindeer. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, because, I, I want to talk about that ball sequence just a minute and because I yeah. loved it right up until he started chasing the kid. When he's yeah. chasing it through the mall, I was far more invested than this movie deserved. Uh, I was, I was really rooting for Arnold to catch that ball, but you're right. It does get super weird when he starts chasing a small child, uh, like, uh through yeah, a playground through tubes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, like I get that. It's humorous to watch an extremely large man crawl through a thing. while like a little kid is like barely getting away. Like, Oh, that's humorous. But it's also like, that's just, that's creepy. And um, it made me uncomfortable almost Cause I was like, that's just weird, man.
1: Well, lucky all those ladies with purses were there.
0: Lucky all those yeah. ladies with That's purses. That's how we dealt with in. sex
1: offenders in the nineties.
0: You just hit them with your purse. It's totally right. fine. Yep. We don't call police or anything. We just hit them with our bags.
1: Death by bag squad.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yep that that was it. That's the oh well you were hit with a bunch of purses. Well we have no reason to pursue this any further. You, you've served. served
3: your you've served your term.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you've received the maximum sentencing under under the law. Ugh. And uh, I mean, let's let's break into the late, great Phil Hartman, who oh, is love him so much the best. So good this in this. Movie. You might remember, <laughs> he really was. You might remember him from such films as Coneheads. <laughs> and so I married an axe murderer. But he's also in this movie. And he did also- another movie with
1: Sinbad in the 90s. Uh, Houseguest.
0: Oh, that's and right. And he was on Saturday Night Live.
2: And The Simpsons. And I had no radio. idea
3: he
1: had died. That was
3: actually really shocking and sad to hear, yeah. especially in terms of how it happened.
2: I hmm. will forever hate Andy Dick. What? Uh, uh, yeah. Andy Dick is the one who introduced Phil Hartman's wife to cocaine,
0: uh, and that's what uh, that's what she was on. Yeah, she had. He a was watch not
2: show. totally stable. To me no, it, it's that is. Uh, true. But yeah, yes, was it, yeah. Yeah, and um, really, really, my you know the. John Lovett's beating the crap out of him in a bar really just put a nice little bow on all that. Yeah. But in this movie, uh But in this movie he's... he plays
0: a creepy person.
2: <laughs> he plays the neighborhood Lothario that women love, except for Rita Wilson. Word, David. Lothario? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh he's so good. He's so good in this movie. He's great.
0: So good, like he put pla- he does it so perfectly where you're like, God, he's a creep, but you don't feel slimy looking at him because he's just like, oh, he's just like a nice guy, but he's like a nice he's, he's guy. Too nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you like, know, if, if Jamie wants his parents to be nice, I'll, they should just get a divorce.
0: They should just get a divorce. Turned his dad into a great person. Yeah. Hey, maybe your parents should get a divorce. Did wonders for my dad
2: but Phil Hartman has this way of like putting a little something on the lines. Like the way that he like, you know, he kind of looks off to the side and has this like shitty eating grin on his face while he's delivering mm-hmm. his lines is just, oh, it's so, it's so perfect. Like oh, good. he, he understood the assignment a hundred percent for this <laughs> every film. time.
0: Yeah. He was, he was per we're just the, when he starts describing what he's going to do with the reindeer, when they're done, it's like, I've been monitoring a, uh, oh, you know,
2: gonna release. if nature is kind, they'll take <laughs> him as his own. kind of take him in. And it's like what? I've been watching a family of deer down by Lake Minnetonka. I thought I'd take them down there and set them free. If Nature's kind; they'll take him in like he's one of their own.
0: What are you smoking? Like, it's I love so this.
2: He, I mean,
1: to tie it to the Simpsons, he is kind of the Ned Flanders, where like. Howard hates him, but doesn't really have any real reason to hate him, at least at the no. very beginning, yeah. you know, like, he's just like, he's too nice. He's too perfect. And then of course he finds out like, oh, he's trying to sleep with his wife. But like when he comes home and he finds Phil Hartman on his roof, stringing up Christmas lights on, yeah. on Schwarzenegger's house, it's just like, oh my God, this guy is so over the top. And no he does it with just top. without winking or anything, just that, that, Perfect Phil Hartman delivery.
0: Well, uh. it's also like believable in that, like you can know someone like him.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. he is
0: a person in real life. You could meet and be like, God, I've met someone like that. And they are just, you can't hate them because they're just a nice person, but it's so annoying.
2: They're just too much. Yeah. 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 yeah if, they, if it was, yeah, if it's someone you met every once in a while, like, Oh, they're really nice. And so it's great to see them. But like you live next door to him and they're doing things like putting the lights up on your house or right. like constantly helping out with things around the house. Like, yeah, it would be it would be a little much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also apparently
0: is—is is it only single moms in that area, or are all the husbands absent in this area? Because all you see are him flirting with all the moms, and then Howard is there, but you don't see any other dads.
2: Well, yeah. So are I, they all just
0: gone?
3: There was a war. All the oh. men left. Except for right. the mattress salesman, <laughs>
2: <Ted>. <laughs> they, de- they determined. Oh, look, you, uh, even though, Howard, with your physique, you're a one-man army, what you do is just too important to America. Mattresses. Keep sleeping. Leading
1: the war effort at home. It's like that, uh, uh, we bought a zoo movie where Matt Damon is, like, the widower, and they show, like, at his school, like, Or his kids' school, all the moms are, are, and it is like, is this a single parent school? It's like this weird movie trope where, like, all the parents are single except for the main characters or whatever, you know, is being showcased because there's always like the one single dad and the whole town is throwing themselves at him.
0: I mean, well, there was Sinbad, no one was throwing themselves at him.
2: (laughs) No. To be fair, the second that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) met Sinbad, he started screaming about how they're controlling our brains. Yes, this is true.
1: And then I sit there and use subliminal measures to suck your children's minds out. And I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a semester and I studied psychology. So I'm right in there. I know what's going on.
3: Zimbabwe would be doing real, or I should say Myron would be doing real great nowadays.
2: Oh, yeah. He yeah. Would, oh, yeah. He would be He would anti-vax. He would be... Uh, he'd probably have a, a show on Fox News.
0: Yeah.
1: Turbo Man. Oh, I like Sinbad oh, in this movie. I think maybe that's not a popular opinion. I think he's very funny. I think he does the thing that Sinbad does where he just spouts nonsense, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he does it with so much energy that I I find Sinbad like really infectious, his energy. So I, I liked what he was doing in here. And his character is like this manic, crazy person anyway. Mm-hmm. So it- all just kind of worked for me, and I thought, uh, I thought that when he's ranting and like grabbing that lady outside the store, he uh, starts choking
0: it, her, yes. and then it's, and then, it's, and then, it's, and then it's, <laughs> it's don't wear fur,
1: yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs>
0: like I thought that, that was also good. I think Sinbad understood his role very well. I,
1: I think so too. I think he worked really well in this. Yeah, it's a weird
3: situation too, where like no matter how crazy he got, like he was still somehow somewhat sympathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. uh, like you can't condone basically anything that he does, but God, at the at the end, like when he sort of, kind of wins in the end, oh, he's um, still going to prison. Like, it's a bit bittersweet, so to speak. And mm-hmm. but you're still just like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, at
2: least he got one,
3: you know? Right.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, he's gonna get
0: it in prison. Yeah. Like he oh, yeah. won, he's yeah. gonna win in prison. Well, mm-hmm.
2: you know, his ex-wife was sleeping with everybody at the the male. Uh, I want to say mail station, but that's not the word. Post office. The, the post, post office. office. Good Lord. <laughs> Otherwise, mail station. Okay, okay,
0: okay mean, we're canceling post office. It's now the mail, look, we'll station. The mail
3: station. I mean, if, if you're going to cheat on your husband <laughs> with a bunch of people, you might as well go to the mail go station. Go to the mail you know station. Go I mean. to the place where
1: I mean, he
0: works. She... Yeah. Well, she was sleeping with everyone but, but him. But him, yeah.
2: So apparently, yeah. uh, Sinbad improvised the majority of his lines, which makes sense. <laughs> Not surprised and, at all. And Schwarzenegger <laughs> also improvised many of his responses in conversation with him, which hmm. good for Schwarzenegger, kind of keeping yeah, it real at times. That's impressive. I think I think Phil, you're right that he, like, he is kind of fun in this movie. Also because like they, like, he leaves for a bit. You know, he like comes in. Yeah. Every now and then, and if he was like there the whole movie, it would get to be way too much but i think he's just there enough that it's like oh boy all right this is it's gonna get wild again like you know it's about to ramp back
0: up exactly yeah it's it 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 works well Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where like this could have been a very good very funny entertaining christmas movie i feel like they had a lot of the right pieces but then when they put the pieces together they're like no bad picture and then just messed it up do you know what i'm saying like yeah could have it it had some good pieces
1: mm-hmm. i i put in the the show doc there's a fun movie in here somewhere like there's you can i think that's more frustrating to me than anything is when i watch a movie and i go if they'd taken a few more passes on the script you know mm-hmm. like they they could have fleshed out something worthwhile here and and like there are elements of this movie that I I I wanted to really dislike this movie going in cuz I just always heard like oh this movie sucks and I'm like this is going to be a huge chore and it still wasn't fun but there were moments and or scenes that I just I thought were like oh there's something here maybe mm. they didn't quite get to it but like you could just kind of see a glimmer of something or it would be outright fun or crazy like like drunk Jake Lloyd um <laughs> uh, uh in the postal the, the little postman uniform you know it's just <laughs> I, I, I don't know there were just these, like these little moments and Phil Hartman and you know like good casting
2: right. uh through this thing yeah there that they, it, it's weird because I think it was made in the nineties in that way that so many movies were, where they basically were rewriting it as they were filming it in that like shows, you know, like, okay, well, what if like there was a crazy Santa warehouse and there was a huge Santa and sure. Yeah. Let's just do that. And it, it works just enough that it's almost good, but there's also just enough to keep it dragging under and like, Oh boy. Okay. We're just, we're going to, we're going to keep on, I guess. And until this thing ends. Like, maybe what one, one too many wacky trying to get the Turbo Man doll adventures. I also like that they kept calling it a doll the whole movie.
0: The whole movie. I think the one big thing for me was just, like, this could have been good. If they made Arnold Schwarzenegger's character at least a teensy bit more likable. Yeah, I think that was And just it, and letting him learn a lesson in the end, because he didn't really. Nope. So it's like you have an unlikable main character. I have no real reason to really root for him because he's kind of been, you know, he lied to his wife. He didn't get the toy for his kid. He's now rushing around and shoving people and doing stuff to get it. And he's being a jerk and kind of a terrorist. Poor so Wilson. Kind of a
3: terrorist. Wilson.
0: Kind of a terrorist. And so it's like, why should I root for you? And why do I want... Your wife should go be with Ted. Well, well, let's not, okay let's of not get it ahead of ourselves of so yeah, I I, I,
3: see it, I see it a bit differently in the sense that mm-hmm. it he was an unsympathetic character because really the only person that was creating problems for himself was him it, it's in the sense it is sort of like watching like a, a, a villain piece you know um, like a villain focused narrative in the yes. sense that he we're, we are watching his journey to try and get the doll but Really, but the, most of the movie is about all the obstacles that he gets into in trying to reach that goal. Like, and it's not just sort of like, how should I, how, how do I put this? Because I mean, in any, like any narrative thing, it's always like you're the protagonist and you usually have something that you want and there's obstacles in the way of you getting what you want. But I feel like when it's sort of like a sympathetic character, they play out differently where this was just like, you were an asshole you didn't take care of your family the way you were supposed to. And now while you're trying to do this one thing, we're just going to screw you over, you know, the whole time. So mm-hmm. I took it as more of like we got to sit there and sort of laugh at his ineptitude as he gets continually screwed over the one time he actually tries to do
1: something good. But for still all the wrong reasons.
2: Doing it way yeah. too late. Yeah.
1: That's really meaningful, Nick, but you're completely wrong. Yeah. Arnold's just an asshole in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every every, every asshole. I'm <laughs> agreeing with <laughs> it. <laughs> No, it is like watching him get his comeuppance through throughout the the mm-hmm. whole thing because he's not just like trying to buy his kids love uh with this doll, but he's also lying to his wife constantly mm-hmm. and making excuses and then like. He gets to the point of robbing his neighbor's house. Yeah. Like it it is th- the better ending, and this is the other dark turn I wanted this to take. The better ending that would have suited Arnold for not uh learning his lesson would have been for him to fly in his Turbo Man and give the doll to his kid. And his kid gets everything he wants, uh, but it's never revealed that it's his dad. So yeah, uh, his son still hates him. Like and that. Like he still is. Like my dad let me down on every single count. And uh, and but at least I got my Turbo Man doll from the actual Turbo Man, mm-hmm. and not my slacker dad. And and that would have been like this big karmic justice thing. Which uh, at the end it would again completely way too dark for this movie. But it was kind of the track I was hoping they would end up on.
2: Yeah. Poor,
1: poor Rita well, Wilson. Sinbad, at least is, or Myron is definitely going to prison
3: for a very long time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So his kid gets to jo- enjoy the Turbo Man doll while he rots in prison.
0: I mean, Arnold should also be in prison. Oh yeah, really should. In I, I,
3: I was just thinking, like of all, like like say Ted's house. Like, sure, Ted, you know, just got sl- or eggnogged or whatever. Um, you know, but still, like at some point, there's going to be a follow-up where it's just like, uh, you you burn down half my house, like you need to pay for that. Like suddenly, the mattress money just dries up, you know, and 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 Arnold can't afford it anymore, and just like, you know, yeah, great, his son, you know, still didn't get a Terrible Man doll. Technically, Arnold probably had to return the suit, you know. Then they have to sell their house uh, or forecloses or something, and then they just go live. In the woods and become tree people, and Jeez. uh, Anakin not grows really. up to be Darth Vader. Um, <laughs>
0: Arnold, Ninja this took Ternals. a wild turn. So,
2: Arnold's like, Arnold does like this, Starts a fire in his house, breaks a window, and then Ted's like, I'm going to the parade. See ya, yeah, like, me, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm gonna this. go bang
1: your wife at the parade. See yeah. ya.
2: And,
0: uh, it's called priorities, people. It, it priorities. is priorities, parade, is. wife banging. House on fire, like it's in that order.
2: Well, they they just let their kids run loose at a parade, which like a parade they're able to drive right up to. Uh, yeah, they're able so to weird. get right up to it, and then they just let their kids out there, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll find you, I guess, in this crowd of people."
0: They went we with Owen so and his dad. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did go up
2: with Owen and his dad. The yeah. the most expensive parade like in history. It, that parade was not so many licensed characters, which, like, kind of B-tier license. like Sonic was there in the 90s, you know? It's like we Snoopy keep, was there. Snoopy was there. Gumby was there. You know, we couldn't get Mickey Mouse and Mario, but we got you. We got you they Snoopy. got Madeline. Yeah. Uh, she got yeah. Mad- I think pa- there was a Paddington. Paddington was Paddington there. Paddington was there, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, but then, like, the Turbo Man, and there's the Turbo Man, I can't remember the actual name of his, the, the Turbo Man villain. Uh, But they like Dementor. Dementor, but those suits were amazing. Sinbad shoots his fist out. The the Sinbad suit was pretty sweet. That was pretty cool. The brain thing was pretty neat. Yeah, that was awesome. It shoots shoots the fist out and then it comes back, which is just wild. And then uh, Arnold has a boomerang that works and like can fly. It was crazy.
3: Also, we were the, like, through
2: those people's house. I mean, oh, yeah, also uh,
0: Minneapolis, they'll, they'll shell out the cash for a parade.
3: Literally, honestly, the moment the movie jumped the shark is when he had a jet pack that is so far beyond what we're capable oh my of God. Even now. Yeah. You know, literally flying around. Like, that's an experience you don't come back from. I mean, no. literally, in the sense that you probably should crash somewhere and die, but also just sort he of almost did. spiritually. You know, where it's just like... Yeah, it's selling mattresses just isn't going to cut it for you after that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, also that he suddenly knows how miles. to use it the minute his son is in his arms.
2: Well, and the, and the guy is telling him... I, lo- I love that sequence of the guy telling him like, okay, we need to make sure the pressure gauge is under 50, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that guy, you know, we've, we're pretty sure he worked out the kinks. The doctor said he showed brain activity this morning, which is very encouraging.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> very encouraging. Yeah, that just, uh, that those suits, it was just crazy. And, like, the booster with Curtis Armstrong showing up yeah. there. <laughs> yes. Uh, at first, I thought it was Clint Howard, and that that took the movie to a whole other level, but then I realized it was just uh, just Curtis Armstrong smoking. De-
3: <laughs> isn't it Dementor shows up, like, Booster's just like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't part of the script, and Dementor's like, no one likes you, Booster, and he gets kicked yeah. off yeah. the floor, and then a those bunch little of kids, kids just beat him up. up. Yeah.
2: repeating him up.
0: <laughs> and they're like we don't like you. And it's like, oh my god. It's
3: really
2: funny. Oh, oh I also it's... uh I also want to point out that Verne Troyer was in this movie. Yes, he was. Vern Troyer was the tiny was he Santa. The he was the tiny mm-hmm. Santa that Arnold punched and that went flying right. across oh the room. God.
1: Yeah. The other elf I recognized was uh Mickey from oh, Seinfeld. Oh,
2: yes. Yes.
1: Um and he was also in the Watchmen movie, the Zack Snyder. Yeah,
2: Danny, Danny Woodburn.
1: That's He's it. Yeah. Been, yeah. He's
2: been in a lot of stuff. He has. Yeah. He oh man, uh, Nick, I just saw uh that he was the motion capture performance for Splinter in the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Fascinating. I know, that's oh. wild. Anyway. This movie, oh, it's about time for us to wrap up. Is there anything else we haven't talked about uh, that anybody wanted to bring up here?
1: I just had a, a thought um, that I think there has to be some friction in the Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks household or just over the caliber of movies that that they do. She was doing this movie... And this would have been about the time Tom Hanks was getting ready to shoot Saving Private Ryan. Like it is it is so wildly this has to be like their version of the pay gap uh, conversation, because it is just I, I was shocked to see her in this movie.
2: I'm like, oh, it's Rita Wilson. Cool. Yeah. And, well, they just the, um, the year before um, or the same year that thing you do came out and she's in that thing you do that, you know, Tom Hanks directed movie. And then yeah, yeah. yeah. this this also happened. <laughs> it's right it's
1: just like the the inconsistencies in in rita wilson uh movies is it's it's up and down it's across the board okay. uh but at this point like tom hanks was hitting his peak and it's just i don't know it's not like that you would expect them to have the exact same career but it just is it's wildly different
3: you would interestingly they've built they've been married since 1988, the year yeah. I was born. So mm-hmm. wow. that's like almost 34 years. Yeah,
2: good they, for them. They uh, well, I, I thought you, Phil, you were going to say the tension between them is the fact that uh, she was feeling up Arnold's muscly torso so much in this movie. That could have mm-hmm. been it too. You know,
0: I mean, though, I would.
2: Though as as May texted me, uh, can't believe this is a movie where Phil Hartman is emasculating Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 20 minutes in and I'm like, oh my, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. Where Phil Hartman in a sweater
2: vest is like, (laughs) is just taking Arnold's masculinity away. It's so wild. That is hilarious. This movie could
0: have been so, all right, just with all the names in it, just could have been so good.
1: But I can't say it it had a good cast. I'm like, it did. Martin Mull is the uh, radio station station guy, guy. Just like, People just mm-hmm. kept showing up in this movie. Lorraine, and I, uh, uh, Chris Newman Parnell is in, is in this Chris movie. Chris Parnell, you know, yeah. Well, Before Jerry. anybody knew who Chris Parnell was, but like I thought he was his one little, you know, line was really funny. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was really good in this.
2: And the way that was shot, like I love the way they shot that. Of like you see that in uh, movies or shows sometimes where like they really zoom in, kind of fisheye the person's yeah. face a bit to like make him feel like they're mocking you. Uh, and there's. Also that sequence, I forgot about it until just now where there's that like bar sequence, you know, from like movies where it's like, there's the person walking down the street and there's all like the bar, uh, signs are kind of like passing by them, like semi-translucent that happened in this movie with, with toy stores. (laughs) What a wild film. This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts. Is this worth visiting or should it stay in the hall of memory? i'm I'm very curious to see where we all land on this, and uh, we will start with May this time. What do you think?
0: Um I think i oh i i <laughs> hmm. I'm not a huge uh-huh. fan. I would keep it back in the the hall. I would in a dark, dusty corner. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um I think if I had kids that wanted to watch a silly Christmas movie and they found it, I'm not going to stop them. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the why you'll time. never have
3: kids just to just prevent to, that just from to happening. Stop just it. to
0: prevent it from happening. But, like, I'm not going to seek it out. I have a friend who told me every year he watches this movie, and I honestly don't know how. But and he's like, oh, it's just so goofy. And I'm like, "I, you know, in a sense, it kind of is. So, eh, I can live without this. So,
2: okay. I'm good. All right. Phil, what do you think? I
1: I wanted to dislike this movie more than I did. This was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, that said, we were talking pre-show. May you asked if I thought this was better or worse than the Big Green, which mm-hmm. which we did on here. Yep. Um, and uh, now I can say this: I had more fun with this than I did <gasps> with the Big Green. I I'm I'm sorry. I think that's fair. This, That's fair. This movie gets weird at points, and I I kind of like it for that. It has some comedic beats to it, but overall, it is kind of a drag, and it doesn't commit to the weirdness enough for me. And uh, I would also not go out of my way for this. Uh, my my kids never picked this movie up, so like I said, I had never seen it. But you know, if I was hanging out with uh, my younger nephews or niece and and they were like, oh, let's watch this movie. I'd be like, okay, that's kind of fun. Turn it on. You'll enjoy it as small kids. I I would leave this in the Hall of Memory for myself. Uh, so I don't have to look back at the nostalgia of two days ago when I first saw this movie. Uh, <laughs> that's I, I fair. Can, I, can, I can leave it there, I think.
2: All right. Nick, what do you think? David, you go first. Okay. I had way more fun with this movie than I thought I was going to. Uh, It's just, it's wild and parts of it are not good, but when it's good, it's great. There's some parts of it that are just really, really funny. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way for it, but I'm not going to stop it. Like if somebody's like, let's watch Jingle All the Way. I mean maybe depending on my mood i would say no but like i'm not gonna say no as much like this would be a great movie to watch with people have a fun time with if it's like put on like a holiday party um just to like catch glimpses of every now and then Uh, it's you know it's it's just it's so weird i almost want to recommend it but at the same time i don't know just for sinbad and phil hartman i feel like it's kind of worth the watch um but everything else could, could kind of leave. So you're not missing much if you don't watch it. But I think that you don't have to work extra hard to avoid it in my book.
1: You know, the holiday party angle is a good one.
0: Yeah. Because this not... is
1: specifically a Christmas movie. If you were having, like, families over for a gathering, I think, yeah, I, I could see that for sure.
0: Like, throw it on in the background while you're, like, yeah. finishing up dinner. Ex- yeah, Exactly.
3: All right, Nick, now it's to you. All right, so I just have to say I feel like I've been downplaying it the whole time, but I'm going to break the mold here and just say that I pray at the altar of Jingle All the Way. <laughs> That's intense. I, I like I said, I, I, I don't can't remember the last time I had watched this movie. It's been a long time. I had super fond memories of it as a kid, and getting the chance to rewatch it, like I had a blast. That doesn't mean that I don't uh, that I that I disagree with. All the criticisms that get lobbed at there's definitely some cringy scenes, maybe some things that haven't aged as well. But just overall, like it has like a, a pretty fantastic cast. Everyone kind of just I don't feel like anyone doesn't want to be there. Sometimes you get the vibe that people don't want to be there, and uh, maybe except Rita Wilson, but she didn't really have a lot to do. Um, but also, now I just thought about it. Uh, was that why the the volleyball in Castaway was called Wilson?
2: <laughs> oh uh wait, well it was no, a it was wilson, wilson it was a, a wilson a volleyball but yeah. um i had never made but, that connection but, before but you're now. you're
3: thinking now you're thinking anyway the wheels are turning while, um i it's yeah it's dumb i mean i i didn't go into this like uh, i i was never expecting it to be you know a quote unquote good Christmas, like whatever supposed to, I suppose. I don't know. I, I'm not a big Christmas movie person, and I feel like a lot of Christmas movies I've seen, regardless of quality, kind of all fall in the same sort of middle of the pack, uh, or whatever. Like a lot of them just aren't like good. Maybe you watch them as a kid and you have the nostalgia for them, um, but they're all probably pretty silly or improbable or. or whatever. And and, I mean, jingle all the way has that in spades. I mean, the fact that it kind of pays, pays homage to, you know, like power Rangers or superheroes and there's that whole like bombastic rescue and action scene at the end, as goofy as it is. I just had, honestly a blast like i was i was giggling the whole time i was watching and i subjected my wife to it and uh, i didn't think i don't think i actually asked for her opinion afterwards which is a failing of me as a as a spouse um, she hasn't but, talked to me
2: since we watched it but uh, i assume it's fine but i'm assuming she liked it
3: too um and yeah so i it, as far as keeping it in the hall of memory i say no i think basically the whole thing can stay and people should revisit it i, I agree like it could work at a you know like a holiday party or just if you're can't decide on uh, on what film to choose to watch during the holiday season i say pick jingle all the way
2: well so what what you're saying is we should replace um what's that movie that everyone watches around this time of year christmas Uh, story elf Elf? No, no, that's the, the. It's a wonderful it's life. It's a wonderful life. Let's replace It's a Wonderful Life with Jingle All How the Way. How dare you? Yes. I, I don't even want to joke about that. Both Seriously. Both were I, medically. I'm, both not were medi-
3: about I'm serious. Replace it with Jingle All the Way. They were both Muppet negatively received. Muppet Christmas rec-
2: Carol, Carol is the only one that matters. Uh, Muppet I Christmas Carol. Not Phil. Muppet Christmas Carol is the only one that matters. Hard agree. One that matters. Hard agree. Well, those are our thoughts and feelings on Jingle All the Way. Are you like Nick and this movie is your religion? Or are you like Phil and you hope you never see this movie again? Maybe you're somewhere in between. I don't know. Let us know. Hitmeonemoretime.com slash contact. You can find ways to email us, reach out to us there and on social medias where Me pod. That's going to do it for us here today. But of course, before we go, we need to find out where you can find all these fabulous people. Phil, where can people find you? You can find me on my podcast, The Picture Show with Austin
1: and Phil Rude. We are wrapping up season three as we speak. Uh, other than that, at PhilRude75 on Instagram, at PhilRude on Twitter. And May?
0: You can find me at my podcast, um, Socially Plagued, um, with my friend Mary Kate. Um, You can also find me on Twitter. My username is maybe mayhem. So maybe spelled normally mayhem spelled M-A-E-H-E-M. And then also
2: our Twitter for socially plagued. So at socially plagued. If people want to find me, it's Davluz D-A-V-L-U-Z Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Nick, mm-hmm. where can people find you? Hey,
3: uh, you can find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter shazam
2: do it people follow all these wonderful human beings who do so many great things and give their time to be on this show that's going to do it for us listening audience thank you so much for being here we do this show for you we do this show because of you remember you can't move forward if you're always looking back we'll see you next time